op-eds and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Happy Friday. Hope you're all doing well. And I am doing well. Still working on a conversion from gangbusters. Two gangbusters, rather. I've got a couple of supplements that Mark Hunt has put out prior to the BX rewrite. He's got quite a few things, actually, on drive through that he's re- that he's written for the original gangbusters. And two of them I used in my game for reference. And I'm seeing about converting the stat blocks, mostly converting the stat blocks over to Gangbusters BX because that's all you need to do in this case because everything else is solid, which is which I'm happy with. But anyway, that's, that's neither here nor there. I got a topic today. Boy, do I have a topic. Well, it's a topic. What the heck. We're going to talk about I'm going to talk a little bit about a little bit about armor class because this is may, what made me think about it. But first, we've got a voicemail, but we'll get to that after this. Okay, right off the bat, we got a voicemail from Mark C. Walring of the Yawning Owlbear podcast. Take it away, Mark. Glenn, Mark from the Yawning Owlbear. I could see not having a magic system if you want to have, like, say, a Conan-esque type game where magic is more along the lines of very rare and very few people actually know how to cast it or go sci-fi or mutant either way i'm cool with that as well my one issue though with this topic is the fact of the religious side against magic coming from a christian background i can understand why this is but people have to realize this is fiction it is not meant to be taken in a real context. I mean, you have a much better chance of, you know, getting rain in a bucket just out of the blue than cast an actual spell in real life. And no, I don't believe in that. I've been around people who are of the religious zealotry, and honestly, seeing what they go through on a daily basis, if you're comfortable in that type of lifestyle, hey, all for you, but... I'm not above going past being in a room of four white walls in a book that tells you how life started. Granted, yes, I do have my beliefs in that system, but th- th- those people just live such boring lives. It's like you shun everything around you. I don't see a problem with magic because magic is fiction. It's not real and never has been real unless you can provide me factual, physical evidence that it's real. I don't see any harm in it. You know, people are not playing this game to become Satanists. They're playing it to enjoy fun and friendship. And that's all i got to say on that matter. Anyway, uh, good episode. Keep up the good work, man. Thank you, Mark. That was, a, that was almost a rant. <laughs> but I can, I can sympathize with you, and I can understand where you're coming from. Well, what I'm... I under I see what you're saying because I kind of went off a little on the episode too. You know that that's a touchy subject with a lot of gamers about magic and the religious people. I said the Satanic Panic died hard. Well, this kind of thing, the defense of it dies hard too. So, 
But I can understand where you're coming from. In fact, I moved out to Oklahoma here to marry my wife, who I met online. But And it's been, next year will be 20 years. And so, uh, and it's given me, I, you know, I knew I was, I knew where I was moving to. It gave, gave me... Give me some perspective, a little bit of perspective on this. I still agree with you. I understand it. You know, it's this thing. But, but you know, people like that, they will always err on the side of caution. They will always see Satan's influence in everything. And I'm not calling them backwards or superstitious or anything like that. It's just, they, pe- you know, people who really follow their faith are ever vigilant, at least in the Christian standpoint. I was raised Catholic, so I, I'm getting, I'm, I'm feeling you, man. But I have, it was a weird, it was a weird situation because I'm a California Catholic. And I did not, like I said, I've told people before, I did not get into D&D until I was 22. And all the satanic panic stuff was, you know, 81. 1981 is when I started, so it was kind of dying down, and I didn't I didn't hear about it until my, until like a year or two later, and it never affected me because I was in California where that didn't happen, and my parents didn't have to deal with it because I didn't do that during my teen years when I was living at home. This happened after I was an adult, so it, it's kind of thinking. So me, it's always like well. I just got to think back on it. I got to think about, you know, what they had gone through. And I, I've heard the horror stories about people, you know, burning their books and all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, I understand. The whole the whole point of the topic was, you know, what do you do when you don't have a magic system in a system inherently? Because there are things like top secret those that kind of that kind of game or some other thing. I mean. I was looking at magic. So what do they do to substitute for a magic system? And some systems don't. I mean, you got a lot of gadgets and stuff, but but you know, that's that's basically the topic. But like I said, I feel you. You know, to me, it's fictional. It doesn't. It's a game. It doesn't do anybody 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 harm. Anybody who takes it too seriously, I really don't want anything to do with. But anyway. Anyway, thank you for that voice. I'll I'll go on. I can go on and on with this, but I want to get to the topic. So, thank you, thank you very much for that voicemail, Mark. Very enlightening. Okay, armor class. I wanted to talk about armor class because it's another thing about what do you do when you don't, when it's kind of related to what do you do when you don't have a magic system. What do you do when you have an armor class in a system that you feel doesn't really reflect defense? or armor class that well there are there are other there are other rule systems out there that aren't class and level that do that do that rather well they do stuff like you know rely on the accuracy of the character or make the armor like okay you have so many points of armor so you they automatically take this off you automatically take this off when you get hit that kind of thing the champions thing but class and level role-playing, as I'm fond of calling it, because it, it encompasses more than just the OSR, I find armor class is kind of inherently ingrained into it. 
Even if you look at, like, say, Night Owl Workshop stuff, which is based on White Box D&D, White, uh, Swords and Wizardry White Box, which is based on White Box D&D, you see armor class. Whether you have... And sometimes the clones and things like that, they'll just say, if they're using, doing a different genre that really doesn't care for, you know, do armor, like westerns or pirates or whatever they'll just say or modern day even indiana jones type stuff they'll just say well the armor classes are not very high or not very effective because that's the way it was but if you break down armor class like they say you should at least in dragon magazine and other places and even gary said so you tend to think of armor class in a different way. And that's what I'm trying to do. Think of it in a different way because armor class is a combination of things. How You know how hit points are an abstraction of somebody's health? Well, armor class is the same way. You've got to start thinking about armor class as a combination of factors, which is your physical armor plus your dexterity, plus your wisdom and intelligence of just when you're in a fight, you're, you know, whoops, get out of the way, that kind of thing. Dodging, 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 new word. Dodging, swooping, you know, fainting, all that kind of stuff. I, I know for years and years when I played D&D, it was like roll to hit, okay, I hit, okay, I didn't. I just think of one like a sword swing or something like that. You, if you think in scenes, if you think in movie scenes, that kind of thing, one, because a a turn or a round, was it round, whatever, I can't remember. Is it a round or a turn? The shorter, The shortest unit of measure goes anything from 30 seconds to 10, 10 minutes, depending on the system. Usually it's somewhere around five minutes or three minutes, three to five minutes. But you're doing a lot in that time. You're not just, I hit, I miss. You're, if you're hitting, you're hitting several times, culminating in this hit point loss. Or you're missing because, you know, you're throwing several punches, throwing several sword swings, several whatever, but the accumulation of it is you always miss because he's that good. Because his armor, his armor class lets him either suck it up or get out of the way. Same with your armor class. Because a a hit is a sta- is also an abstract idea. So we're dealing with these abstracts because we we got to simplify. I'm, I'm sorry, you got to simplify life when you're in a role playing game. Otherwise, it gets too hard to play. Even though some systems tend to overcomplicate things to simulate real life. <sighs> There's more to real life than people think. And that's the thing you gotta you gotta think about. So armor class. So if I give somebody a okay, let's say let's go back to gangbusters here. Uh, they're doing since it's BX, we're doing descending armor class, or as you young, as you young fellers and gals like to call it, Thaco, Thaco. You you if I give somebody, I don't know, a three armor class. It doesn't mean they're wearing leather armor or anything like that. It's just that in in a gangbusters case, they are on the ball. They are really good at getting out. They're good at getting out of the way. They can they can hide, dodge, hide behind something, 
uh, things like that. That's that to me is what an armor class three is all about. I think people have higher armor classes in real life because you have martial artists and other people like that. You have boxers, you have kickboxers, you have MMA fighters. They have a higher armor class. They're not wearing any armor. It's just that they know how to take care of themselves in a fight. That's what armor class reflects. And AC lowering armor lowering AC in a fantasy game, that's that's the way it is. Why would you if if it was just the armor, why would you get a armor class bonus for a high dex? Think about that. You know? And this is going out mostly to the newbies and things, just something for them to think about. It's, it's for everybody to think about. I just don't, you know, newbies. So think about armor class that way and your life will be a lot happier if you jump from genre to genre to genre like, my, like I do. So anyway, take that little nugget of advice and I'm going to go start my day. And so... If you want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognard at gmail.com, or you can drop a voicemail on Anchor, and we're monetized. So as little as 99 cents a month, you can help me support, help me with this program, and I would appreciate it. Thank you again, Jonathan Oliver, Mark Gilbert, Juan Carlos, Daniel, and Dan for supporting me. I appreciate it, and thank you. Don't forget Mark C. Wallring's The Yawning Albert Podcast right here on Anchor. And Dan Craig's The Young Y-U-N-G Grognard Podcast. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air.